1: It's like seeing money fly out the window. It was very painful. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Planangela's podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty and I am your host and I'm also a CFP and I am here with self-proclaimed Fan favorite, Natasha. Hi Natasha. Hello. I you know, it maybe it's self-proclaimed, but I think I think your audience would agree as well. You know? Okay. You fan know, favorite. maybe we'll take maybe we'll take a poll. Take a poll. We'll see who the fan favorite is. I mean, we don't have a lot of like choice here, but yes, fan favorite. Um, and so I thought, and this is a suggestion, and I forget exactly who suggested it, um, but someone suggested. Talking about this topic with you specifically, because I had mentioned uh, that you were um, going windows to wedding. Yeah. So (laughs) you're getting it, which I don't, which I do think is like fairly common. It does seem, or at least I've seen it in my realm, my social circle, that people do tend to do a lot of big life changes all at once. it's not like every, yeah, in a short amount of time. It's not like, okay year one, do X, year four, do X, year eight, do X. It tends to be like in 24 months, we, I'm going to, you know, change jobs, buy a house, renovate, get engaged, get married. It's like every, you know, get a dog. That's pretty much what
0: happened. (laughs) Okay. So you,
1: you are on the fast track to doing a lot of life change at, at once and um you came and i will say so if anyone who's listening does not know this we are sisters um natasha is her fake name and i would like to tell you all that she added an exclamation point behind her name so (laughs) emphasis to emphasize her name her fake name she is fake because uh or her name is fake because we like to keep it anonymous including natasha uh, you. you know, to protect the identities of our podcast guests. You gotta respect the privacy. You gotta respect the, gotta privacy. respect the privacy. So for those, I, I have a lot of influence, I feel like, over Natasha's finances. I feel like you have been such a good student. You've come, you came to this whole decision on your own. I had nothing to do with it. Yes, yes. I, so I will say, I guess just to give like a little overview, um, I'm sure your listeners are aware I bought a house um, with my then boyfriend, now fiance, back in August. Um, We moved in in December. August uh, 2020. August 2020. uh, Moved in December 2020 and got engaged a few days after we moved in um, and did a little bit of work on the house before we moved in. And we moved in and and when the house was inspected, the inspector had told us, you know, the windows are original. They're from 1950. They have no insulation. You're going to need to get them replaced. So in that initial round of like very like, I didn't want to call it construction. It's like we repainted some things and just kind of spruced up the house. And that initial round, we didn't think about doing the windows because we're like, whatever, it'll be fine. So we lived in the house during winter. And he how, was ma- how many how many properties have you owned, and how much experience do you have with windows prior? None. Meanwhile, okay. yeah, the home inspector like had done it for years. But they we're like, oh, there's a fireplace, and I was like, you know, I don't really mind the cold, but he was right. The windows have no insulation. Um. And where we lived, we had a pretty bad winter. So we were just like, we we got to get these fixed before next winter. So we're in the process of redoing all the windows in our house, which um, also was a learning experience because, you know, similar to like closing costs and stuff like that. No, no point of reference. But I estimated like a window would be $200. That's not the case. That is... <laughs> Not the case. uh so fill it fill us in how much does it cost and you have a I would say a modest house modest house yeah so I wanted the windows that you know you have like the um I don't know what the term is but you know there's like it looks like there's like little lines in the window and um, panes. I like, thank you you. Panes. Panes. yes thank you um like little panes I like the idea of the, the window being made of wood um so, like, a window like that, if you wanted, you know, six panes and you want it to be wood, they start at $750 for one of them. And I remember when we were getting included, I was so confused. I'm like, but it's wood. You know, I, it's not like it, – somehow in my mind, too, I figured wood would be cheaper. Um, so, we had to go with the vinyl option, which is fine. Obviously, you what, know, not first choice. What was, what was the quote for the windows you wanted, not knowing that you chose a very expensive window? So, the window with having pains six panes, if I wanted that, it was like $750 starting. And, and so, I and how many And how many windows do you have? How about we, we have 10. There? Okay. So, that's to just give- the window, that is not paying somebody to change and put the windows in. So, that's just for the windows. So, to purchase the windows and not pay for any of the labor would have been ballpark $7,500 starting. Yeah. And okay. that's good. So, that's not the labor which obviously like that's going to cost, you know, a pretty mm-hmm. penny too. So yeah, once we heard that, um, we immediately rethought <laughs> the kind of window. So as I said, wood was my first choice, but then we switched to um, vinyl pretty quickly when we realized, you know, 750 was not something we could do. So for the vinyl, I see that that brought the price point out like 300, 350 a window. Um, almost in half. Almost in half. Yeah. And that's, that's just kind of rough estimates because, um, you know, like if, depending on how many panes you want and do you want it to open like this or that. So, you know, take that estimate with a grain of salt out there, listeners. Um, but yeah, like I said, when I initially was thinking of windows, I'm like, oh, it's probably just 200 bucks for a window or something. And it, it is not. <laughs> You're like, no big deal. Like, we'll do windows later. So I think probably the reason the windows were important is because you were, you were spending so much to heat the property. Yes, yeah, so we have oil, um, and so that's something I learned, too, is like it's not a steadfast price, so um, oil rates can change, um, so, you know, sometimes when we'd have to fill up the oil tank, it would be $500, other times it would be like 700 so that was something that kind of pushed us to get the windows changed um, before next winter, because who knows if oil will go up you know even if it went down it's still a lot of money to fill up that tank so and so you would spend with been, so for the listeners this is one of the joys of home ownership so the reason they decided to invest in the windows is because they were spending more money on heating and every year they would spend excess money on heating because the windows weren't insulated so the heat was going out the windows even when they were closed Yep. um so you had to sit down and say, now that we're in the house and we spent all this money on closing costs and taxes and insurance, cause all of that's prepaid. Then now you realize, oh, the window thing, this is why it's important. And now we need to save for that. Yes, exactly. And and that was something like, you know, I think there's the, the home inspector too said at some point we'll have to redo um, our roof. So that's like something like, you know, we could wait five years or something for that, but very naively, like I said, when he told us, oh, you know, these windows are insulated, I was like, oh, we can make it. Like, we can, you know, suck it up for a winter or two. But it, it really, not only was it freezing, but yeah, there's, it would just end up being so much ex- more expensive to have to keep getting oil filled to to heat the house. And the way our house is, as well, it's... um again, it's older. So there's radiators and they sit directly below the window. So you can literally just see the heat go straight out. It's like seeing mummy <laughs> fly out the window. It was very painful. Uh, so when you realize, then very shortly after living in the house during a cold winter that you had to get all new windows and you're in the midst of wedding planning, yes. what happened? So, you know, um, so I will say when, when, uh, my fiance and I, um, you know, we both kind of talked about we really didn't want anything big. And that was just, you know, nothing really to do with cost, mainly just because I I didn't like the idea of being the center of attention. And, you know, from people I've talked to, they talk about how at big weddings, all they do is walk around and see people and they don't actually get to enjoy it. So we initially thought small. Um, and like in my head, small was anywhere from like 75 to, you know, less than that. Um, but we decided to start looking at venues in the area. And that was a huge uh, uh awakening, I guess I'd say too. I've learned a lot this past year. <laughs> um, so again, you know, in my head, if you had asked me, you know, what does it cost to rent out a venue? I would have said like anywhere from five to $10,000. And that is not the case. It is not that cheap. Um, so looking at just some venues, you know, the price point was like twenty twenty five thousand $25,000. And that's just to rent the venue. And And some places that included food, but it didn't include alcohol, some places that was included nothing. Um, So that was huge, uh, huge learning experience. And I think like, you know, because we were redoing the windows, so there's, you know, even though we got the cheaper ones, we're like estimating 10,000 between that and the labor and all that. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, so we have 10,000 that we're paying for the house stuff to, to potentially be spending 40. Like, that's, that's, that was just something way outside our budget. So, um, right. And so we'll just say, cause the windows at 10 windows at $350, you're at 3,500, but that we'll say 10,000 was for all the renovations, new windows and everything that you've kind of put into the house. Yeah. We, December. It, ballpark that. Yeah. So, um, you just give your, give the listeners an idea. So we had like 10 K already not going towards anything, wedding and just house stuff. Um, so that was, you know, we, you know what we, this reminds me of. There's this reality show that is called. Um, oh, it's like mortgage or it? marriage or something. Yeah, mortgage or yes. marriage, and I feel like we're doing the mortgage and marriage. And instead of choosing one or the other, because we're not a reality show, you're like we're gonna go small and lower cost on everything. So we get both. So you're like checking the marriage yes. and checking off the mortgage. So you're getting the vinyl windows, and you know not doing all new furniture and all that so that you can get in a house and have the mortgage and not go bust. And then you're doing like a smaller, more reasonable wedding, which is still a very expensive wedding, I will say, but from what you could do, you're basically cutting the budget down on everything so that you can do both. Exactly. So, yeah. So once we realized that, you know, that, you know, 40,000 was just not doable. Um, we decided it was actually friends of ours. Um, told us that, you know, they got engaged around the same time and they were doing very small, only 10 people, and they were just having it at a restaurant they liked. So my fiance and we're like, we really, we really like that idea. You know, maybe having a, going to a restaurant that we really like, So that way, you know, you know, the food's good, the service is good, et cetera. Um, Ours is not as small as 10. We have about 30 people just because, as you know, uh, our family. We'll, <laughs> our busy. family dinners are bigger than 10. <laughs> yeah. So the, I would say like 80% of that 30 guests is, is comes from our side, but I think what was good and what helped us, um, to kind of trim it to that is for me, the family that was invited is the family that's at Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it felt good to be able to cut it off there, like set the boundaries right there. Um, and then in terms of like, Friends, The only people I'm inviting that aren't family are just my bridal party, which is, you know, you and three three other women. So um, so we decided to keep it small and try to do a restaurant. I, I think what's good about a restaurant is that it's not a, it's not a quote unquote wedding venue. And what I discovered is as soon as you say wedding venue, the price goes up by like 20%, you know? Yeah. So I think because restaurants aren't typically like consider themselves wedding venue, you're not getting like a cost jacked up because of that. Um, So what we decided to do was a local restaurant, we decided to rent it out for the evening. Um, What's good about that, and again, I don't want to give like a blanket statement, like all restaurants do this, but what um, it's doing, you know, for us and what happened with my friend is you pay to rent out the restaurant and that cost includes your food and, you know, total open bar. So basically what we're paying for our, you know, our venue also includes all food and all drinks, so that was helpful. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Like, you know, we wanted to be able to buy a house and do some work and also get married um, without having to wait a long time and, and save. So, we kind of had this thought of we'll make it smaller and we'll try something that isn't a conventional wedding venue to try and save some money there. So, I, well, I will say it's it's still you know expensive, but it's definitely way less than I think what you know, you would traditionally pay for a, a wedding. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like when you watch, if you ever watch the show Mortgage or Marriage, which I don't know why that just dawned on me, they ha- they usually have a budget around $30,000 and it's either a down payment or a wedding venue. And like, obviously it's a TV show, but like, if I could like chime in, I'd be like, but what about 15,000 and then 15? We get everything. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think, you know, obviously- we're able to do it at this restaurant. Cause you know, like I said, we're having about 30 people. Um, but you know, I, and I don't want to like, um, you know, shit talk people that have really large weddings or something like that. I think we were both, you know, on the same page of wanting something smaller, but it's just, it's so much money to spend for one day. That was something too, where it's like, I think even if we had the money, I think now that we own a house, I don't know if I'd be comfortable dropping like 40 to 50,000 when it's like, we could put an extension on the house and increase our property, <laughs> even increase the value of our home. You know, that's something. Yeah. That we so it, I, I think, well, it, it's, it's, it's not, not that a big wedding is bad at all. I 100% agree, yes. but I think it's all about what your financial goals are and how are yes. you going to achieve them in the time that you want to. So, you know, the example I gave in the beginning was uh, for most people, things don't happen in you know in every four year sequence, so mm-hmm. you buy a house and then five years later you get engaged and get married. It de- does tend to be a lot of things at once, and if you want to do a lot of things at once, then usually you have to make, unless you have you know wealth, you know family wealth, which is very possible. You usually have to make some sort of sacrifice to get everything at least without going into debt, and that's the obviously what you're doing here is maintaining your retirement savings, maintaining your emergency fund. And checking these big life events off by just you know taking a step back and saying what's really important the important part is to spend it with your family and friends it doesn't have to be this huge expense
0: because yes. as you said
1: you'd much rather put that money into your new house and increase your home uh value and also increase the joy of being in your home right yes exactly so like i, I think to your point too the um like it's it's one day, and we we didn't want to we didn't want to wait. So I th- I think like you said we could have waited and saved and maybe had that much money. We don't we don't we didn't want to do that. We wanted to kind of get married, you know, within a relative short. So we didn't want to be engaged for years and years. And then the other thing too was, um, yeah, it's just it's so much money. And if we can put that money into our house, you know, that's that's increasing our you know personal wealth and. Also, we didn't want to have to start our marriage in debt. Like we're fortunately both at a spot where we don't have, you know, significant debt besides, you know, like a little bit of credit card stuff that we're paying off. Um, but that was something too. It's like, I don't want to have to start this off and now we're like $40,000 $40, in debt. Like that's just such a stressful way to start the the marriage, in my opinion. So I, yeah, I think it's one of those things where I think you can do both, but you just have to understand, you know, what what are we willing to cut corners on and what aren't we? And if it's something where it's like, you know, and the thing too, it's like a lot of times you have families input. When um when I got engaged, our mom had this like in her head like two hundred and fifty person wedding that she want, and I and I was like, well, beyond money, that is like my nightmare. Two hundred and fifty people just staring <laughs> me like I don't want to do that. And like I said too, like I don't want to spend my wedding walking around talking to like your third cousin. No offense, mom, but um, so I I think sometimes you know, you have to do a little bit of compromising. Like we would have eloped if we could have. So we kind of came to, like I said, the boundary of the families that's at Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's that's who will be invited. But um yeah, I, I understand too, like if, if people are like, I don't wanna have a big wedding, but I, I come from like a, a big Italian family or something and my mom is not letting up. So, you know, even that maybe it's still like don't do a wedding venue but do a restaurant that's bigger that does like catering or can accommodate, you know, parties that size and and that can hopefully be a little bit cheaper. But um, But yeah, I think it's all about staying within your budget and yes. and recognizing that you can totally go without you know, outside of, of that budget and take on debt. But I agree with you, obviously I don't like when people take on debt for a one day event. For one day. And uh, my other thing is yeah. and this is probably selfish, but I also was like if I want to spend a lot of money in something, I want it to be in the honeymoon. Like if I could find if I can <laughs> first class, like I'm sorry, like I don't I don't have to see my second cousins. Like I want to get on a plane and go first class somewhere. So I think that was something too that was important for me, where you know I, I'm willing to cut corners as well. So maybe we have a little extra money to spend on our on our honeymoon because so I'd rather spend money on an experience that's a few days long rather than you know six hours. But again, that's just my personal preference and. Again, I want to have the disclaimer of if you have a big wedding and that's what you want, I think that's great. But for us, it just, it wasn't in our budget. And, you know, the the money we did have, we want to make sure we we put it into the house as well. So, yeah. Yeah, well, eye-opening. I think that's great because I think it was good that it was all eye-opening and I am so glad after all the coaching I put you through. Yes, it's finally came, in. <laughs> It's finally sunk in because I really expect it to hear from you like okay so like i was gonna pull some money out of retirement because we really wanted this cake from the west village like i really thought that those were going to be the conversations that we might be having i think the sting of buying a house and just seeing how expensive everything is and again like looking at wedding stuff and it's really like this is a dress like but because it's white they're going to upcharge it by like 300 percent you know like or flowers aren't that expensive but because it's flowers for a wedding and this is no disrespect to wedding vendors, you know. You got to get your you got to get your coin too. But it's just so funny how much things are so much more expensive just when you put the word wedding on it. So it's a, it's a very lucrative uh, and very big industry. Yeah. But I, it's interesting to hear you say that you think that owning a home has now changed your perspective on yeah, just, what you're going to be spending. So actually, for example, this past week, our refrigerator broke, so we had to have somebody come look at it, and somebody came and looked at it you know, a repairman, it was like $280. And he was like, oh, there's nothing wrong. Just like try and it and plugging it back in. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> didn't you try that first? We we did. And then the error message didn't go away. And then he was like, yes, my dad just do it like a few times. And it was like, oh. he's like, please pay, where's my, here, please pay me $300. So I think having a house, it's just like, there's all these expenses that pop up that you can't even anticipate. So You know, it it makes me just so much more nervous to not have a buffer or like a savings buffer there because, yeah, it's always, it is always something. Our next project is gutters, but I think we're going to save that for, I don't know, after the wedding. So I think having having other things that we want to do around here, that also, you know that that well us in a, a little bit more of a budget a strict budget so and so for any of my listeners who have heard me tell people that I don't think they're ready to buy a home or that I think it's a few years away this is why because when you own a home it is literally always I was say, it's almost like a living thing like it's it's like you know if you have a pet or something you know your pet gets sick or they need checkups it's like the house is almost like this living thing that constantly requires your attention it you know it it ages so it's going to need like little tweaks here and there so little facelifts so it, <laughs> it's you know i i love owning a home i think it's great but it is definitely a lot more work than renting and like i said there's always you know you kind of brace yourself for what the next thing is that's going to break that you need to fix so um it's a lot of financial responsibility it is a lot of financial responsibility it really and- is And you have to be ready to say, no, we can't go out this weekend, or we can't go out to dinner because we didn't anticipate the refrigerator repairman costing us $280. Or your refrigerator breaks and all the food in your refrigerator goes bad and you have to throw it out. And now you need to go and do a huge grocery haul to replace everything. So you have to be willing to make those adjustments to your budget when those things happen and say, okay, we can't do this. And so that is 100% why I give people that um type of talk when they come on the podcast to be like you really need to be able to save up for your emergency fund prior to the house because the house is going to make you <laughs> make those conscious decisions anyway. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you just spiral into credit card debt. Well, yeah. Natasha, thank you for coming on. I'm very glad that You're we can welcome. we can say that you successfully we you have turned a corner. Yes. yes. You've turned a corner with your um financial literacy and discipline so I'm very proud of you it was Um, a hard turn hard turn (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you weren't injured in your turn
0: um my next little score
1: but other than that okay okay good and you have successfully done both mortgage and coming up here very soon marriage financially yes Yes. wonderful lots of stuff lots of stuff. stuff. It really is all at once. And I feel like that's, that's such a good point. I feel like that's how it is for people. So, um, yeah, having your finances in order really helps when all this stuff comes up, because I think if there was issues or stuff like that, all the planning just would be more stressful than it is. So, so listen to Barbara, everybody. (laughs) Well, for all of our lovely listeners, you can find us on www.futurerichpodcast.com, and our most up-to-date information is going to be on the gram, and our Instagram is the same, which is Future Rich Podcast.